Welcome to another segment of Financially Speaking. And I know um, we recently celebrated Father's Day. Um, so I just want to... Well, I know his father's already over. Well, Father's Day is every day in my book. But um, since we celebrate on Sunday, I just want to use this opportunity to um, wish all fathers um, a happy Father's Day. Happy belated Father's Day. And I do hope, you know, after on Sunday that you reflect on your role as a father and hope that you, you know, leave a great legacy um, for your children your, and your grandchildren and, and others in the community. Now, the women's ministry now um, at our church, they treated us. And we went on this boat ride. I never heard about Ponton, Ponton boat. That's my first time. And, you know, as I was there in the water, you know, on this water, and this beautiful chalks on, and, you know, we, you know, it was a two-hour, it was a two-hour boat, boat ride. It was my first time doing that. And then we stopped, and, and we looked at the iguanas, and all these things just came to me, and I said, wow, here in the Turks and Caicos Islands, there are so many opportunities that we could do here in this country. And that's what I want to talk about, some tourism um, base initiatives that we could do. Uh, now, I don't know. I know that the Chalksan area is supposed to be National Park. Now, I don't know how we got there, but the company that we use, um, I guess they have permission because it's something that they use on a regular basis, that they do regularly. But it's very, very, I mean, I tell you, the Turks and Caicos Islands, listen here, we are blessed. And I believe we have more than 40 keys because all those keys I saw um, in the Chalksan area, that probably was 40 by itself. Because I recount every little thing, that's a key. Maybe just if we have 40 islands and keys. And I remember June Oswit, I remember she said that before. She said, we have more than 40 islands and keys. And after going seeing that in Chalksan, I'm convinced we do have more June. I know. I think June has that in a in a book. And of course, as I mentioned, I want us to talk about tourism. I know a lot of people are saying, you know, um, of the opportunities. But you know, and I know a lot of people are even concerned about tourism, whether whether it's, whether it's we should rely on other um, industries. And I mean. For more than 40 years now, that's what we've been relying on, tourism. And I believe we'll continue to rely on tourism. Of course, I know there are plans to work on TCI Finance, uh, where we could try and beef up the offshore industry. But tourism, I believe, will always be our mainstay, unless something dramatic happens, like we continue to have an increase in crimes, it will impact us. But in the meantime... I believe tourism will continue, and we must embrace it. And um, in order to embrace it, we must be a part of it. And so I want to, you know, throw out some things, and I know some of you are thinking some of the same things that I'll be throwing out there to you today. And I want to encourage you to, you know, to to get involved um, in the tourism industry and and become entrepreneurs. Um, in the tourism industry. 
I know a lot of you want to make more money. And just you're working on your regular job. It's not going to get you to that place. Unless you are the CEO of an organization, you're getting a lot of perks. But even if you are the CEO, after a while, you know, you don't want to be in that position also. You want to have your own business. And I believe that everybody should have a business. And don't and don't 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 be don't um be concerned about people talking about, you know, you're not a leader, you kind of your business and stuff like that. I don't believe that leaders are born. I believe that leaders are made and leaders are created. Yes, some people probably are born with certain um qualities and stuff like that, but you can you can make a leader. And so I encourage you today, you know, to to think about something. You know, for example, a lot of tourists, uh, they believe the nightlife here is very, very um, non-existent, right? Now, it doesn't bother me because I don't, you know, I only go to work and home. But tourists, when they come here, not only tourists, residents, they want something to do. Now, that is an area that I think people should look into, some nightlife activities. Um, I don't think it's going to, I mean, maybe finding a place to have activities may be um, expensive. But that is something you need. I believe, though, if you find a place, you're able to provide the entertainment, the activities, um, you'll make a great profit. Because people want somewhere to go. People want, you know, nightlife. I mean, a lot of people are going to, you know, Danny Boys or perhaps Castaway or, or something like that. But you could do the same thing. Provide some sort of nice high-end. I say high-end because you want to attract great people. You don't want any and anybody. I mean, of course, anybody come, that's fine. But you want to have a nice establishment. So I encourage you to look into that. Night entertainment. Uh, whether it's with music. Um, whether you have um, whatever you want to do, but provide some sort of activities um, for um, whether it's a lunch, um, whether you have karaoke at these places. But I think we need more of that, more activities, that that, and also in areas that people feel comfortable, where tourists feel comfortable to go to, and where residents feel comfortable because there are some places I will not go to. It depends on how you set it up. It depends on the location. So 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 think long term. Think about the impact. Think about who who your customers are. And think about that extra money that you can make. I'm telling you that is a field that you need to go in. The nightlife is totally non existent. Even at the hotels um is non existent. Maybe once a week or twice a week they may provide some sort of entertainment. But people want to do something. You know, after they go to the beach, many people don't go to the beach at night. They go to the beach during the day. And they want to do something in the evening. Yes, they go for their dinner and stuff like that. And they want to listen to live music or something. But do something. Now, I can, I'm not an entertainer. Because I would do it. I love to sing, by the way, even though they tell me I can't sing. But I think if you could provide entertainment, I think you could do that. Even on the island of Grand Turk, um, you could do the same thing. Um, I mean, when you go there 
on the cruise ship, everybody is, most people look, appear to be at the cruise center. Now, I understand that there is a, a local vending shop nearby, but you could provide entertainment also during the day. It doesn't have to be at night. You know, it'd be nice to like how, you know, it'd be nice if we could have like a boat. Um, we could have, you could have these big parties and, 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 um, birthday parties and you, rather than going to a, a, a conference room or a, a, a restaurant, it'd be nice if a boat could offer those services. I know they have these other boats, I think the Noark and uh, someone else, but I'm, I'm not just talking about that, but. I remember when I went to Barbados um, on a Cape and Wireless trip. Our entertainment was we went on, all of us went out on this boat cruise in the night, just cruising around, and we were, we were fat on the boat, nice dinner. It looks like a restaurant. And I think that, I mean, it may be, be cost-intensive at first because, you know, the boat can be expensive. But these are some things that you need to do, and I'm quite sure if you have the right business plan, that is something you do. The next thing, I'm going to focus a lot on tourism. Um, we, we have a number of people now providing horseback riding. That seemed to be a big thing, too. And maybe there's more room. I don't know. Um, but that's something you want to consider. Consider the activities. Um, it doesn't just have to be water sports activity. You could have land-based activities as well. I know a lot of people are into water sports, and I, I, am, and I, I admire those those young people who are now doing a lot of water sports activities, and I think that's a great initiative. I know a lot of people are on the beach. They have a lot of beach vendors. Um, but also there are land-based activities that you could do. Um, now, the biggest thing I find that's happening is property management. Now, property management is a reserve category. That's And, and I'm telling you, so there are, there are so many villas on this island and they require property management and so that is something you should look into people charge the fee fee ranges from 15 to you know 25 percent um because it depends you know um the f people have different fees but that is something you need to you need to look into and then you know put your name out there you know and and um develop a website and and get some testimonies if you've already in the business. I think there's a room for more property managers. I am into property management, and um, to tell you the truth, I I, I like it. Um, and and important thing for you is to, you know, provide that great customer service. Try to distinguish yourself as someone that's reliable. Try to be someone of it in in integrity. Be on be on top of your ball game, and it and it it will be. Great income for you. And then the thing about it, once you do a very good job, people will refer you to other people. And that's what I find here. Um, um, sometimes you don't even have to advertise, even though you should, because you don't want to take that for granted. Marketing is important that you advertise. But people refer you. I, I, I took over something, um, this particular client, in September last year. And and then um, and they refer me to someone else, and because they refer me to someone else, this person is going to be building multiple. He has he has multiple different properties 
on Provo that he's going to be building. And so that's how that works. And, and people, once people are happy with you, um, you'll be referred. And that's why it's important you to also treat your, your clients really, really well, to treat them well, because guess what? There are many other people out there doing the same thing as you. And you have to, tell, you have to ask yourself, why should people stick with you? So property management, that's the next thing that you should consider, is reserve. Now, mind you, I do see other people doing property management. I don't know how, who are not Turks and Gays Islanders. Maybe they have status, I don't know. But it's a reserve category. Take advantage of it before, before it changes. So that's something you could tap into. Okay? And you could do several properties, you know. Um, and and it's, it's, it's a great opportunity. You might as well embrace the opportunity. You might as well take part in the tourism activity that is in this, that's taking place in, in, in Turks and Caicos. And then on, on Father's Day, there was some of the men, they also did kayaking. Um, I, think, I think kayaking is a great thing that you guys, that people could do. I don't know how many people are doing kayaking. I know people are doing a lot of water sports, but that kayaking is good. Now, of course, I was not going to go in kayaking because it was too hot for me. All right? But that's, it's, listen here, it's so relaxing. If you want, if you, it's like, it's, therape- it's therape- therape- therapeutic. It's a therapy. It's a therapy just relaxing. Being out in the, in, in, in the water, doing land activities. You, you know, your mind is not on, on, on anything else but what you're focusing on. And that is something I think you should tap into. The opportunities, there are some small things that you could do. And another big thing, too that um, requests are babysitters. I mean, you could do babysitting. People are charging by the hour. Sometimes people charge per child. And it's like $25 per hour. Some people charge $20 per hour. That is something that is common. And, and so get your, now, please get your business license. Get your business license. Um, let people know who you are. Um, go to all the different um, hotels, um, or develop your develop your website, and and you know, and do your babysitting services. You could be working your full time job during the day, and work in the evenings. Of course, sometimes I um, there are requests for um, baby services, babysitting during the day, because sometimes you know they're young babies, or sometimes you know the parents just want to be by themselves you know, while they're on vacation and they want somebody to babysit for them. And so that's something. I mean, even if you don't contact the hotels, you could also contact the the property managers. Um, I'm not sure how you'll get in contact with some of them, but um, I'm quite sure some of them have websites. You could Google them, let them know who you are, you know, and make yourself available to be a babysitter. It's a, it's a business that um, really... Wouldn't require wouldn't require much um, outlay of cash. Um, the only most thing you have to do is is pay for your business license. I'm not sure how much that costs, but that'd be the most I believe money you'll have to spend. Of course, you have to pay for gas to come to the place where you are, and and and. But that is something that you should look into. The babysitting. If you love children. You love babysitting. Then I think that's something um, you should do. Now, big thing also that is common, that's happening. Uh, people are providing um, 
luxury services to for guests. Some guests don't want to be, um, I guess, they don't want to be in a taxi with other people. So I think taxis sometimes you share with other guests. They want private um, services. Um, so that is something that, that you can look into as well. Um, private SUV services. You cater the guests around, take them around, and they just feel comfortable. Um, they could go where they want to. They're not sharing with anybody. They have their privacy. And that is something. I mean, this place is growing. When you drive around Provo, um, there are so many buildings going up. And most of the buildings are uh, uh, condos. People are building. People are, are coming here. And so tap into um, um, the industry. Tap into it. And it will be very, very um, beneficial um, to you. And, of course, you know, um, guests, most people when they travel to a country, um, they, they like to, to take memories of, of the place with them. Um, so I know we have quite a number of souvenir shops here. But, you know, you should find something unique um, about the Turks and Caicos. Um, you know, for example, when you were growing up in Saudi, we had the salt. Um, I know we don't use it anymore, but, you know, you got the beach, you got some sand. Um, do some unique stuff um, that bring everlasting memories um, for our tourists and even for our residents. Um, I'm telling you, the opportunities are here. Now, I do not know, you know, what categories there are with Invest DCI, but maybe I need to bring them on the show so you you could even possibly get, you know, financing from um, Invest TCI. But there are some things that you don't really need financing. Um, another thing, I mean, especially during the high season, is the car rentals. Car rental is a big thing, um, even though some people don't need a car rental, depending on where they're living in Grace Bay. But you'll find that during the high-end season, which is from like November to May, um, people can't find cars on island. And so that is something you want to, you want to, um, to look into, the car rental, the car rental business. Um, and of course, um, with your car rental business, you could also provide land-based tours, um, you know, the different sites. Um, you got Cheshire Hall, just driving around the island, showing the different sites or even taking them to the other islands, the middle and north. And those of you in Grand Turk, you can do the same thing. Grand Turk is a historical site. There's a lot of historical buildings in Grand Turk that you could offer that, you know, service to. I mean, a lot of taxis could do that. But make sure, you know, you, you get your proper license to, to provide that service and make sure you, you know the Turks and Caicos. Make sure you understand what you are, are, are telling people. But the opportunities are there. We, we don't have oil. Uh, we don't have um, other natural resources. But we have these beautiful Turks and Caicos Islands. We have beautiful beaches. We have great sand. You know, and as a result, people are coming here. You know, I, I go on the, the Turks and Caicos. Um, they have these different tourist um, 
sites, not sites, um, um, pages on Facebook. And I just go there sometimes to read the comments, just to see what people are, are saying about the Turks and Caicos. And everything is, is so positive. People, people, are, people love the Turks and Caicos. And, and people are continuing to come to this place. And developers recognize it. And that's why they're building. Um, and so you two now need to take an, 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 uh, uh, a grabs into it. And, and 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 do it, and 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 it will be a blessing. It'll be rewarding for you, rewarding for the for our tourists, rewarding for you as a, as an entrepreneur. So these are things that I encourage you to to take advantage of. And of course, with tourism, um, there are a lot of spinoffs. Um, you have um, People coming here now um, because people are building. And as I mentioned before, um, you should build apartments. These are not just for short term, but for long term. And so you have a lot of um, spinoff that is that is taking place. And when you're thinking about, you know, what to do, you should ask yourself, well, what do I want to experience if I were to go to a place? Ask yourself that. You know, um, and so put yourself, put your position, put your position as a tourist. What is it that they want? Of course, we have the taxis, but a, another great service. I know people have the, you know, the the cabs, the um, like the Uber. That's something that you should look into as well. I mean, it has to be reliable. Um, I, you know, I'm trying to lie. I get upset sometimes when I'm on the highway driving, and suddenly these cars are stopping in front of me. They're not. They they are unlicensed. They they don't have any um, um, transportation license, but yet they're doing it. That is an opportunity that you could offer. That you could do too. You could do both. Um, you could offer that to both residents and tourists. So that is something that you could do. And um, that's like what I think. I think the law says you get like five cars per company. You can start with just one, see how it works, and and just get into it. But please, you know, do be have integrity. Uh, don't don't harass any of our our don't harass anybody. We have a, I mean I, we have people who saying they're being harassed on some of these tours. Um, you know, don't do that. Um, your reputation is at risk. Our country is at risk. If you want to look, don't touch. Don't, 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 don't harass people. Okay. Um, be someone of integrity. Um, thing is, you're in a business. Even if you don't own the business, you are an employee. Um, you should represent the business, and so do those things. You also have people coming here to get married. Um, they'll need a justice of the peace. Um, a lot of people are coming here to get married. This is a, a, a great destination for weddings and, and honeymoon. That's something that you want to do, that you can make money from because you charge, you charge a fee. You could also be a wedding planner because some people want to go through that stress. They just want to get somebody to deal with the wedding planner for them, and they just show up the day of the wedding, 
So these are things that that um, that you could do. Uh, we got the massage parlors that people could could do. I like some some of my friends. I know they have these mobile massage and it's and it's it's doing well. They don't they don't have to worry about you know the cost of um, they don't have to worry about the I'm sorry renting a place to do that. So it's it's um, mobile. So I hope now with all of these different examples I'm giving you that you're gonna do something with it. We gotta tap into it. Can you imagine over four hundred and seven thousand people coming to Bravo? Almost a million or more going to Grand Turk. Come on out. It's right in our hands. It's in our face. So we gotta tap into it. Imagine on the show before, imagine you could get one dollar from every tourist that come here. One dollar. Now, of course, you know we can charge more than a dollar. But just imagine if you could get a dollar from one tourist. If you get one dollar from one tourist, that's for over $100,000 for the, a year. If you're in Provo. If you're in Grand Turk, it's over a million. Now, I know some of you are afraid to, to step up. You're afraid your business will not make it. Or you're looking at the money on your bank and you say, oh, I don't have access to capital. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. But I'm telling you, if you start something, you can find something. I know you might think it's easy said than not. Let me tell you, I'm telling you, when you're going on vacation, you find the money for your vacation. You find it. You could find that money to start that business, to start that project. Of course, there are some things you can have to, you know, to sacrifice to save the money. And it's just, it'll be a sacrifice. It won't be forever, you know. It's, it's, it's going to be short term until you get what you want. And you'll be amazed to see how much you can, you can achieve when you start with something. But if you keep delaying, the, if you keep delaying, keep delaying, and don't start, you're not going to get anything done. And so, start. If you're starting a souvenir shop, make it unique. Do something different. From the other souvenir shops. A lot of people have souvenir shops. But do something that will entice the people. Even in, 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 in Provo, um, I always feel like, like a nice convenience store will work really well. Not just for tourists, but also for, um, for residents. You don't have to keep going to these big stores. If you could establish something like that, that, that will help as well. The local drinks. I like those folks who are doing the, the homemade, the, the, the switch, the laminate. I think it's, it's great. And the good thing about it, it's not that expensive. And another thing I think that we need to focus on is some nice, nice local restaurants.
we have a lot of restaurants on Provo. I don't know about Grand Turk and in the other islands. We have a lot of restaurants in Provo. But we don't have a lot of restaurants serving a lot of local food. And if you could get a nice place. And the thing with the thing with any business is presentation. Presentation is the key. And and consistency as well. But if you could get a nice restaurant serving the local food, because honestly, people want to eat the local food. And and tourists and residents are going to some of these popular restaurants paying so much money for a meal and you still leave feeling hungry. If you know how to cook really well, open a restaurant in a nice setting. I mean, some of the places you go to, you don't want to eat there because when you look at the you look at the setup, you look at the environment, you don't want to eat there. All these things people are looking at. Can you imagine if you could get that nice local restaurant, food tastes good, can't delete your food, promote your food, don't have people waiting for a long time. You'll do well. Because a lot of tourists, even though some of them cook, a lot of them don't cook. They come, they're on vacation. They want to enjoy. They want to go out and eat. And they'll eat at your place, especially if it's reasonable. Even if it's not reasonable, they still eat. Because they don't want to go through the hassle. Oh, speaking about that, another popular thing that's going up, too, is private catering. A lot of people are offering that service. And kudos to all those people who are doing it. People don't want that hassle. Private catering is good. There are some people I ain't calling names. They very, they got make some very good food, very good food. Don't don't let people, don't look down on oh cooking is a, is 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 demeaning. And no, if that's what you enjoy doing, if that's what um, you're very good in, then do it. You're making a lot of money. And every day you do like a nice little special, you know. I mean, I wish we had those old things I've been growing. We had the pear bush and, and we, you know, I wish I could go any day, every day to the restaurant and I could get some lemonade. I love lemonade. But we don't serve that regularly. I wish every day I could find some nice peas and rice and peas and grits and fish. Introduce those things to your guests. Introduce those things to tourists. Introduce those things to residents. I always said, I believe I said this on the show before, whenever I go to Jamaica, when I used to go to Jamaica, I used to go to Jamaica very often when I was with Cape Wireless. And I'm telling you, when I go to Jamaica, one of the things I like about going to Jamaica is the local food. They serve the local food in the hotels. They serve the local drinks. Even if you don't want to eat it, that's what you have there. Of course, they may have some other, I mean, American-type stuff, but mostly it was local food. 
And we don't do that in Turks and Caicos, at least that I'm not aware of. And so you could focus on that local food. Man, listen, you'll do well. People won't be eating this. I mean, when people come here, um, they, they want to try something. They want to try the local stuff. And so you could grab into that and, 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 and do well. Of course, you need to get an environmental help approval. You need all your business license. You need to get all those things done. But I believe that entrepreneurship is the key to making a difference in your personal life in the country. Find out what grants are available and what categories are available at Invest TCI and go for it. The good thing about it, you don't have to pay it back. These are grants. Try and, and, and put aside something every day as savings towards your goal, whatever your goal is, whether it's to build apartments, whether it's to, to start that business. Every day put aside something. And when you reach that goal, then you start your business. Now, some of you may need to borrow some money, and that's okay. You could borrow the money, especially if you believe that you're going to have a profitable business. And the bank will lend you the money. Because in some cases, you just don't, you just want, you have to just take a long time to get the cash that you need. And so you have to borrow the money. And the good thing is, when you borrow the money and your business starts doing well, your, your, your cash flow from your business can be used to pay your loan, will be used to pay your loan. And then you have extra cash. You have profit. That's something you didn't have before. I'll borrow money for business. Now, I wouldn't borrow money to build a house anymore unless it's investment purposes. But I'll borrow money to build a villa. I'll borrow money to build apartments. I'll borrow money just to, for business. Because you're going to get return on that business. And so some of you have to do that. I know some of you don't want to borrow, but some of you are going to have to do that. Of course, nobody wants to be in debt. Nobody wants to be in debt. I know nobody wants to be in debt. But if the business can pay off the loan, then why not? Why not? Now, of course, you have to be careful how much you borrow. But I think it's okay to borrow for your business. And if you're doing so well, you could um, pay extra payments. And after you pay off your loan, guess what? You could, get, you could do another business. Or you could save more. 
when you look around the Turks and Caicos Islands and you see all the development that is taking place in the Turks and Caicos, do you know most of those people are borrowing money? Do you see all those condominium projects that's taking place in Provo? It's borrowed money. They're using other people's money to get what they want. And you could do the same thing. Especially if you're doing condos. And don't ever feel like you're not good enough to, to build condos. Don't ever feel it's just for white people. Don't ever feel that way. Condominiums are for anybody. And it, you don't have to, and I mentioned this before, you don't have to have condos on the beach. You don't even have to be near the beach. But I believe if you're in a good area, a nice area, people can drive wherever they want to go to. So, invest in that. And what, what, what some of the developers do is, is that they do pre- you know, construction sale. And I'm quite sure I I mentioned this on the show before. They do pre-construction sale and then after um they get they get some sales and after the project is completed, you know, um they're able to get the cash from the from the, the buyers and then they're able to to pay off their loan. They may pay some or they may pay they may pay something down, but they'll be in a position they'll be in a better position than they were before because they'll be able to collect the cash from the buyer. That is the model that's being used here and we could do it. You don't have to only do it for for tourists. You could do it for um, residential homes. You know, when you go to Florida and stuff like that, you see all these people living in these apartments and stuff. Some of them own the apartments. A developer just built these high-story buildings, and he sold, he sells different units, and that's what we could do. I mean, I'm building some apartments now, and a friend of mine said, Drax, why don't you... You know, develop the strata and sell the units. And the good thing about that is that you get cash. And hopefully you'll be able to pay off that mortgage. And you can buy, use that money to buy more land and buy more and build more. But these are some things that we need to step out, take the risk, and do. The opportunity is there. Yes, some of us are struggling with um, cash. But you don't have to struggle forever. Just see, just to keep saying you're struggling and not doing anything about it is not going to solve it. You have to start somewhere. I'm telling you, if you are serious 
you put your you will find that money to start somewhere. If you have a house that you, or a building that you're building, you know the contractor will give you um, the different steps. I learned a lot about foundation and and building now. I wish I that's one thing I wish I had learned growing up in South Caicos, but I wasn't into those things. They're gonna give you you know the different steps. You got to first, you know, fence in the area, clean it. And they're going to give you the pricing for the labor, the pricing for material. So start with that. Clean up your land first. Work with someone who knows. Now, now, be, now I will tell you this. Whenever you're building, whatever you're doing, not just building, don't always look for cheap labor. Because sometimes you have to end up Tearing down was was already built because it was not structurally done properly. Whoever you use, whatever you do, get someone with the knowledge. Not just in building, anything in your business, anything. And build in stages. And you'll be, listen, I'm talking from experience right now. You'll be amazed how far you can reach. Because if you didn't do that, you'd have been using that money for something else. Of course, there's some things you need to sacrifice, as I mentioned earlier. You may have to sacrifice that vacation. Okay? You may have to be packing food at home, bringing it to work for lunch. Those are the things you may have to be doing. And that's nobody's business. That's your business. You know what you want. You have a goal. You might just have to have one vehicle for your family. So you can share. You drop off somebody. You may have to move your kids out of the private school. Whatever it is. You need to review everything that you're doing. To get that money that you need. But whatever you do, though, make sure everything is legal. Don't you ever steal from anybody. Don't you ever say, oh, I borrow it and I pay later. Don't you do it. That's stealing if the other person doesn't know you borrow it. How could you go take someone's money and say, oh, I borrow it, I pay it when I get it. They didn't know, so that's stealing. Don't steal. If you need some money from your employer... Just ask. Ask them for a loan. Ask for an advance. They may give it to you. In fact, they may give you a loan. In fact, they may give it to you duty-free. I say duty-free. They may give it to you loan-free. And when you're building, if you're building or whatever your business is in, just ask the government if you could get duty exemption. Just ask them. What do you have to lose? Just ask them. Guess what? Most of the developments that are taking place in Provo, in Turks and Caicos, these, these they're getting duty exemption. And you, the average Joe, are not getting anything. So just ask. I mean, personally, 
I believe the government should stop giving duty exemptions to developers. I think we reach a point in our our country where there's no need to be given um, duty exemption, especially for condominium projects. Now, if you have a hotel, fine, they can they can work out something, because a hotel project is is a long term project. People, one person owns it, the developer owns it, and so it'll take a while, you know, to get the return on your investment. But a condo. Those condos are being sold. And by giving them duty exemption, they're able to make a higher profit. And furthermore, we have to ask ourselves honestly this question, though. Of course, the country is developing. We need the extra funds um, to, to um, you know, for government to take care of the basic needs, such as the roads and and education. But at some point in our lives, we need to review the status of the development in the country. We sometimes we have to say no to the, to, to, to the duties. If you have, I mean, I know it's costly to build. And I'm glad the government is doing the duty exemption for the five units of one. That's great. And so I understand it's costly. But you're selling these units. So when you sell the units, you need to factor in the cost. And let me tell you something. People are paying for it. Something that used to cost 600 people now paying a million for it. So why are we still giving duty exemption to developers of condos? We're not benefiting. We're losing on the duty exemption. Because that's revenue we could have had. The developers are benefiting and more profit for them. Read, read the real estate books and stuff. You'll see where um, they're saying they didn't, they didn't even have enough inventory. People are buying. They're paying for whatever the price is. They're paying. And when we have all this development, we have all these condos. At the end of the day, who really benefits? Who really benefits? So it's important for you as residents, I'm not talking about people, international developers, residents, to become the developers. We need local developers. If there's any duty exemption be given, it should be given to the local developers. We should cut it off to international developers. Because even when you buy stuff with these big projects that's happening, people get, man, listen, those folks negotiate. Those people get volume discounts. And then we still give them duty exemption? 
So if the developer can get duty exemption, then you all need to apply for your duty exemption for your business. Just ask. They may tell you no, but just ask. At least for the initial part of your business, just ask for it. I mean, if I were in government, I would have, I would have done it. I would have given the locals um, a duty exemption even on their stuff, but they must make sure they pass it down. I would be in their, I would have a team in their office reviewing their books to make sure they pass it down to the consumer because that's a big issue that people are concerned about. Because I know it's very competitive out there. I mean, there's a price war going out there. There's a price war going in the water sports. There's a price war going in, in um, the retail stores. There's a price war going in property management. There's a price war going everywhere. There's a price, even in corporation companies, people are just doing it for little as nothing to get the business. And so some people going to lose. And some people will benefit. But opportunities are here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. And that's why I don't understand I, why I, I, know, I know it could be, you know, frustrating. But I don't understand why people are leaving the Turks and Caicos Islands. I don't understand. I know, I know, I know people are frustrated, I know. But there's frustration everywhere. No matter where you go, I'd rather be frustrated in my own home than to be frustrated in somebody else's home. Ten years ago, I started HLB. I never even heard about HLB. But HLB is an accounting firm. It's, it's part of an international brand. The 10th largest accounting firm in the world. Suppose I had just stayed and worked for Flow or worked for someone else. And mind you, I was looking to work for work someone else as well. I was looking to work for a hotel. But what, but what if I didn't do that? I am better off where I am now because I have my own business. And that's what we, it's 10 years. If I knew what I knew now, I would have started a long time ago. But I was comfortable with the salary at Flow. I, I, had, a, I had a vehicle. Um, I had a phone. I had fuel. But even when you add those things up and what you're doing now with your business, you're still doing well. You're still doing better. And then you're working so late, you're working until 11 and 12 o'clock for these individuals, and they're carrying home millions of dollars in bonuses. Not just, I ain't talking about salaries, bonuses. And become your business owner. Take the risk. Get involved in the tourist industry. Other people are doing it. Other people are coming here, and they're doing it. They see the opportunity of doing it. But some of us are leaving.
And I know that um, we blame government for a lot of things. But sometimes we have to blame ourselves. As I mentioned in my article last week, government has a role to play. They're the policy makers. And of course, the ministries must make sure the policies are enforced. But we also have a role to play. It's not the government's role to, to say, Jax will go open the accounting. The government didn't tell me to open my accounting firm. Not the government will have the government will have um, jobs, tenders that will um, require my services, and I'll bid on it. But they didn't. They never tell me to open my firm. You don't have to wait on them. But I will tell you to bid on the jobs, and you see it though. Because for some people, the government is the largest. Client for some people. Especially if you have our government in Turks and Gay. I cannot speak for the Caribbean Islands, but we rent a lot. Our government rent a lot. There's nothing wrong with that. And so those landlords who are renting to the government, you're doing well. I mean, personally, I think they probably should keep it like that to a certain extent because I think the last time they said it was going to cost about $6 million to build a government building. So that's a good opportunity. You could, you could, you could do that. But let's try and, and ask ourselves, what is it that we want to do with our lives? What kind of thing I want to do? What business do I want to do? And do it. As much as I love America, I love America. I do. I don't know if it's because that was the first place I left when I went to high school, but I love America. But I'm glad I'm home. I'm better off. I believe I'm better off home. And I believe more people are better off home. Yes, the cost of living is high, but we don't have to pay those taxes. I think you have more opportunities. Um, the place is growing. Um, you could do a lot of businesses. The opportunity is here. I went to Canada for experience. And I just went for experience. Because you know, they keep telling you, oh, you need this international experience. You need this international experience. And I was making less money in Canada. Before the taxes. So imagine how much I was making after the taxes. I was making more money in Turks and Caicos than I was making in Canada. But I went for the experience. It was a good experience. But what I'm, my point is that you can make more money here. First of all, you need to ask for more. You shouldn't settle for anything. You need to know your worth. You need to stop making assumptions. You need to stop assuming that foreign is better, that you must go away, you must go to the UK. I'm telling you, 
your battle of fear. The opportunities are here. There's too much competition abroad. You're living in the in the UK with millions of people. You live in the United States with millions of people. You're not even known. But in Turks and Gay, you can start. You can be part of the growing economy. And tap into that those tourism-based industries. It doesn't only have to be tourism-based, of course. You know, we have people now tapping agriculture. Uh, we have so many cars here in this country. We need mechanics. Um, we need plumbers. And that's a big thing, too. Plumbers. That's a, every day you got to call somebody for something at, at one of these resorts or villas. It's a business. It's an opportunity. Plumbing. It's not just direct tourism jobs, you know. Get involved in these plumbing schools. Go, go, go spend two years in plumbing school. I know they say they have TVAT. I'm not sure what's all happening, but get in, in the program. We need plumbers. I was speaking to this other guy that they say we need more plumbers. They have to bring people from the DR. There are so many spinoffs. Man, get involved and stop blaming the government for everything. The government is not the answer, you know. You are the answer. Of course, I, of course, you know, I put them on the spot. And I will continue to put them on the spot. But you are the answer. You are the solution. You can make more money if you become your entrepreneur. I know some of you are very uncomfortable where you are. You know you don't want to be where you are. You know you want to own that business. But you're making excuses after excuses. Oh, the government didn't do me right. Oh, they can do them in the next election. And guess what? When you change them, it can be the same thing. So you are the problem. Start that business. Start saving that money. Stop spending money on unnecessary things. Or join up with some people. You know, a lot of those developers, they got like five or six different people came together and they became developers. The big supermarket around here ain't just one person. Why we, Why you can't do it? Why you can't do it? But you can. I was speaking to someone the other day because I wrote an article. And and you see, a lot of local people are, are selling their generation property. There's a lot of generation property in Provo, North Caicos, and Middle Caicos. I don't know about Grand Turk and South Caicos, because I guess because of our size. But there's a lot of generation property. And when I drive up along the highway and I said, oh my God, look at these. This could have been condominiums. And people are building these unfinished structures when we could have had those buildings. I don't know how these people get the money. I really don't know how to get the money. But a lot of Haitian people are building. They're building Millennium Highway. They're building on Leeward Highway. I don't know how they do it. And I know they're making less money than some of us. I have no idea how they're doing it. And a lot of times we 
We talk so bad. I don't know why we call people the Grace Bay Boys. I personally, I don't like that terminology. I, I, I think it's demeaning. I don't think you should call anybody Grace Bay Boys. I don't know where we got that from. They are not the threat, as one of my friends always tell me. A real threat is those people who are buying up those property on Millennium Highway and Leeward Highway. That's our threat. Because those places in Grace Bay, they're, they're individually owned. All those condominiums are individually owned. The developer build it, and then they own it. But these places along Leeward Highway, people are building these stuff. Then we got we got Blue Hills. We have all these different subdivision being, being you know mutated and being sold. You know who's buying them? Why we don't buy it and build? And you can make no matter which area you're in, you can make it look nice. But I just don't like to see these unfinished structures. I tell you the truth, I don't like it. I don't understand how people get away with this. People that move into apartments, it's unfinished. It looks so bad, depalling. Appalling, if that's the right word. We need to start thinking long term. Stop thinking about that $1,500 or that $5,000 you're going to get for that sale of that land. Man, stop doing it. You know, imagine if I had generation property approval. You can talk to me. You think I was going to sell my generation by $15,000? Uh-uh. I can build my apartments and I can build my condos and you could, I'll sell you some of those units and then I turn around and, and develop and manage it on your behalf. No way. People have this gold, you know, in their hands and they just lend the, they just lend the slip out of their hand. And guess what? You can't get it back. It's too late for some of you. And it's like we're not learning our lessons. We're doing the same thing over and over. I challenge planning out there. Planning, please go on the highway. I don't like how those buildings look. Please do something about that. I believe planning is the right department. I don't know. And to all of you who have generation property, please reconsider. I know some of you need cash, but don't sell your land. If you sell it, just sell a portion. And use that cash to develop the rest. Now we're in the month of June. I hope by July we start implementing some of the things I discuss on the show. I hope you just start dreaming. You know, too many of us are dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. We're dreaming all over the place. It's time for us to put our dreams into action. Dreaming is not going to get you where you want to go. I mean, dreaming is an idea. It tells you what you want. But if you're just dreaming and not doing anything about it, you're just going to be dreaming. And so I encourage you today, turn your dreams into actions. And get with the program. And stop complaining. You are the solution. And you are the problem. You've been listening to Financially Speaking. I'm your host, Traxwell Seymour. And um, we'll be having you next next week as well. I'll try to get a guest next week as well. Thank you for listening. And I wish all of you um, a wonderful week. And um, fathers, I want to encourage you to please, please, please do your role as a father. Stop bragging about all these children you have. And be a real father to your children.
Don't be a sperm donor. Be a father. Thank you. RTC 89.1 RTC